Have you ever dreamed of a life designed by you, not for you? A life where you hold the reins of your financial future. At Become an Investor, we believe in you and your unique potential. We're a community of like-minded individuals all walking the path towards financial independence. We understand that success is crafted in the face of adversity. It's in these testing times that we discover our resilience, our determination, and our discipline. That's why we're inviting you to learn more about becoming an investor. It's not just about learning the ins and outs of real estate investing. It's about empowering you to take control of your financial future. We'll provide the tools, but the choice to act, to persevere, and to succeed is yours. Join us and start your journey towards living life by design. Together, we'll turn aspiration into reality and empowerment into success. Learn more at becomeaninvestor.com. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Live Life by Design podcast brought to you by Become an Investor. So uh, we got uh, our usual cast here, Ms. Danny. What's How up? How are What's you up? guys? Daniela Mignoni. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and Mr. Huicho Medina. Happening, guys. I, I think second to mine, I think your last name has to be my favorite last name. <laughs> I, I like the way it enunciates. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's powerful. There Just like go. me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're right on, guys. So, uh, and then you are. Oh, and you know your co-host Steve Campos. Right on. Right on. Right on. So uh, tonight we have a special guest uh, in the room with us in the studio. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her and uh, get get an intro going. But first, let's let uh, Daniela go over uh, what we know about our special guest. All that I can say is this lady is powerful. I Yay. love it. Uh, she began working with her father at the age of 13 years old on the late 70s, making 100 days. A hundred dollars a day. Can wow. you imagine that? That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think she said she translated that to like equal to about 300 bucks a day now. Wow. Yeah. Not yeah. bad for a 13. That's not bad at all. Right. So her entrepreneurial spirit was strong and she actually cooked in addition to work with his dad. She loves make money. Her first major in college was business, what she hated. So she changed it for journalism because of her fascinating love for advertising and public, public relations and writing. She wrote a book. Wow. Uh, yeah. The second one, for what I heard, it's on the oven coming up. At the higher 20, she left the Texas. She left Texas to start a new life in the UCLA and focus on her major true love, art and design. Wow. All her life, she paint, draw, and create unique objects such art, uh, sculpture, and jewelry. I actually had the pleasure to see some of the jewelry, and they are actually amazing. Uh, her personal homes were featured on HGTV. 
She worked for some of the wealthiest and grandest estates in Los Angeles and Santa Barbara. Her projects and accomplishments have been featured on the and in the Houston Chronicle, uh, HGTV, the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles Magazine, the Montecito Journal, the New York Times, the New York Post, and all. Oh, my God, I need to take a breath here because <laughs> this is love. I told you guys, I love it. Power right. Girls in the house. <laughs> lots of, uh, lots of, uh, I places where she's been and lots of accolades in, in some of these uh, magazines and shows, huh? Pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of exposure. Yes. A lot of exposure, a lot of eyes on 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 this particular lady with so much um, so much experience in, in in and through life, right? And as I listen to how they describe the details of your biography, I can do the math, which is really, really simple and really, really straightforward. And it marries exactly like a match made in heaven. Uh, it marries your quote, right? If you if, right. if you read it and think about it, never, ever, ever give up by Winston Churchill. That. That goes it, hand it in hand with up. that profile that we just, right. you know, the bio, right? right. It, it, it I mean, does. From And then, I mean, just in general, right, listening to, to your profile and hearing you coming out from Texas to California and all by yourself yeah, at the age of 20. Well, my best friend, but she grew up in L.A. She was a wild child. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. So without further ado, why don't you introduce? Uh... Yes. Tonight, you have the pleasure to have here Chevin. Uh, and Chevin is going to be with us tonight. Chevin McClintock. I'm not, I hate when I miss the last name. So, Chevin McClintock. That right. is the way yeah. to say it, the right way. Yes, this beautiful lady is going to be enjoying us, join us tonight. And. Say something. You want to say something about yourself right now? Um, why, why don't you expand on that quote? Why don't you? Yes. Why don't you tell us in detail what that quote has done for you through the times where you most needed that support? Well, I, I think we have the just the natural uh, as human beings. We judge books by their covers. We judge human beings by what we see. Right. And the, it's so. You know, it can be so misleading in so many ways. Right. And that be, being said, people that don't know me think because I grew up, you know, in a certain way or I married I married several people that were very wealthy or whatever, that I had like a bed of roses, that my life was very easy. Got it. What, you know, I was born in the 60s. I had a severe heart defect. I, I was very restricted physically until my first open heart surgery when I was 14. Wow. I had a, a very traumatic childhood because my parents were wealthy but my mother had serious mental illness so she was mm. taken away and put in sanitariums several times during my wow. life and I would grow up with you know my grandmother and but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and right. because of that uh, physical 
problem of not being able to run or take PE or whatever until I had my first open heart surgery, I became very artistic. Mm. And I loved to cook, and I would sit inside with the grandmothers. And it, it developed me in that way. And those are skills that you have your entire life. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, in Texas, it, let's face it, it's a different country than California. It is. And I always say you can do just about anything if you're around open-minded, creative people. But if you're around people that are judgmental or closed-minded or ignorant, it's very hard to achieve your goals. Like my father was Italian, which back in the 60s and 70s was a double X, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. against you. And some of the kids I went to school and stuff, they'd be like, is your daddy Italian or Mexican or Greek or Jewish? And you'd be thinking, are you a complete moron? <laughs> and, and because because I was, I've always been a little on the feisty side like mm, my dad, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say sometimes, like, are you completely stupid and ignorant like your parents? Or are you just pretending <laughs> to be that way? You know what I mean? Like, but so we first moved to California when I was, you know, four or five years old. My dad was an executive at Hearst, and I loved California because it was like the sky and the earth and the sunshine, and we had cousins in California, and when we moved back to Texas, I was so upset. Mm. It's like I was heartbroken, and I always dreamed of California, and I say people are like plants. You thrive in certain zones. Right. You know? So at what age was the first time that you were able to tell the difference from that sunny california to whatever texas is i've never been to texas well like i grew up mainly in houston it's very rainy it's very humid Mm -hmm. it's not beautiful like california like we lived in ventura santa barbara and it's like beautiful ocean sky mountains you know so i got it like right away like you know, let's go back to California. And I would always rag on my parents, like, can we move back to California? Are we going back soon? And my dad would be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, you know what? From what I hear, because I haven't been to Texas yet myself, I have uh, three brothers that actually moved out there and uh, they love it, but uh, I'm not ready to make that move. I I like the, uh, I like the sun. I like the weather. Um, I like not having to worry about a tornado coming to hit me. You know, Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually going to go tornado hunting. It's on my my bucket list. I gotta go. If I could, I mean, I envision myself kind of putting my hand on it, but I know that's impossible, but I do have to go tornado hunting. I told my wife this and she said, well, you know, you're going by yourself. <laughs> oh my god. But to to your point about, you know, your siblings moving out there and then you being from from Texas and I'm going to assume you still have family out in Texas. That this mass mig- migration that just happened from Californians out to Texas, which in as a matter of fact even shifted the the industry out in Texas, real estate industry with price uh increments. Oh yeah. What I mean, would you ever go back to Texas? I mean, no. visit maybe, but live no. No, nope. can't do it, huh? Mm-mm. Right, and, and and because like right now, I um, I've always been into real estate. I used to sell real estate at Sotheby's in Los Angeles years ago. By the time I was thirty, I was the number one realtor in America. I sold a fifty million dollar house, which I'm sixty years old. That was a lot of, but even today, a fifty million dollar sale. Right, yeah. So when yeah. Sotheby's had their big convention in Palm Beach, and I stood up to take the award. 
I was 30 years old, but I always looked young for my age. And I, you know, walk up the stage, I'm the skinny little girl. And all of them, because usually by the time you achieve that, you're in your 50s or 60s. Right. And they were all like, like wow. they were thinking I was somebody's assistant going up to get the yeah. the award. Mm-hmm. And I liked real estate and I like it personally for investments mm-hmm. and myself. Like mm-hmm. I buy and sell and flip homes. But I love interior design and art and dealing Got in it. art and antiques better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to follow your passion. Right, yeah. right. And 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 you say that that art is your passion. Yeah. So interior decorating is it art. hand in hand. Yeah, right. hand in hand. And making in the the beauty of like a, a buy like a lot of realtors that just buy like sell high end homes. They're like, oh well, you know, don't worry about the property value because if you buy what you love then it doesn't matter. I'm like, no, it does matter because people are putting 20, 30% down. Mm-hmm. And if the market changes and you buy in a high market, that's not necessarily good. If you buy smart, right. if you buy with an investor mentality, right. or you buy with a real estate agent that has that mentality, mm-hmm. you're five steps ahead of the game. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. So let, let's, let's touch on, on you a little more here. Um, you had, uh, at the age of 20, we mentioned that you came out to California leaving the University of Texas, and then you moved to L.A. So is that what brought you into entrepreneurship? Like, where, where did that switch come from, from being college girl to entrepreneur? Well, I was always, uh, you know, a, a self-starter, and I had all my little businesses when I was basically a youngster i'd like cook brownies cook baking i i made italian food the italians weren't very plentiful in my neighborhood i'd make these little bolognese sauces and sell them i'd work for my dad i mean i was like having my little stands of food and stuff by the time i was 10 11 years old wow so that's very entrepreneurial oh yeah and then because i you know and i always also found it like a little boring especially in the summer when it's so damn hot so i convinced one of the neighbors to air condition their garage and I would float, throw plays and I would be like the director. I would, you know, be one of the parts. I would, and I'd organize all the kids and I'd pay them something and that I'd guilt all the parents into buying tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneur director. mindset right out the gate, yeah, right? <laughs> Making that money at a very young age. That's so cool. Right on. So, you uh, also mentioned that, you know, you found your love, which is love, uh, your love for art and design and such, right? And so funny thing is we actually have a self-proclaimed artist here as well, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I think art is the, is, I don't know if this is the right word in English, but in Spanish it's complemento. Uh, in, in English, I'm just going to say the complement to everything. Yeah. It, it completes the full circle to anything that you do in life. So you can be a doctor, you can be a scientist, you can be whatever you choose to be in life. But if you have some sort of artistic uh, um, ability in the form of music or, or painting or just, you know, just creating anything from scratch out of your mind, it completes uh, stats say that you be, you actually live a better life. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it's cool. I am an artisan uh, artisan. I love art. Um, it, it's it's cool. It's cool, and it's you know, you stress about work, you stress about projects, you stress about future, the present. The I mean, you I mean, if you stress, stress about the past, then you're kind of But you can always erase everything that's happening. Absolutely everything that's happening with yeah. art, right? 
Because you're throwing yourself into your zone. You're, yeah. That's your dharma. That's 100%. what you're supposed to be doing. Anytime you find yourself in a situation in life and you're making or doing something where you completely zone out and forget all your problems, mm-hmm. you forget time, then you're doing what you love. Yeah. And you're Absolutely. doing what you're truly supposed to do. Absolutely. And you should go back running. believe it or not but that's how i feel about real estate like all the the work and the things that i do as it relates to my business i mean i get i get engulfed in my work and it's not that um it's it's not a oh i have to do this type of feeling it's i love doing what i do you know Mm -hmm. and i when i'm um either looking for properties or if i'm trying to find ways to market a property or if i'm just looking for ways to market my business in general i get you know i mean i'm i'm in my office, and I mean, before I know it, it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night, and I've started at 6 in the morning, you You're know, pumped. and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I love it, stop. I love it. Yeah. So, I'm not very artistic, per se, or very creative. Come on, you don't sing? You can no, make not both. No. You got the mic right there. Come you know, on, in the, the shower, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my, my vision, or my version of art is like drawing a circle in a circle and putting little hair on it, you know, that's... You know, your little kid. That's all I could do as far as yeah. drawing or art. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's that's the way. Believe it or not, I, that's how I get my uh, my relaxation, if you will. Right? Is just getting all my. I, I think ultimately, it's getting all my stuff done. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but just that sense of accomplishment, that knowing that I'm progressing in my business, that's yeah. what yeah. makes me feel good. Right on. Yeah. How did you feel when you start having the exposure, like on the TV, uh, on those HD HGTV? You know, when you see your work over there, what? How? How much is the accomplishment when you yeah. start seeing your work on journal? You know, uh, how do you feel when that that is a big accomplishment? Right. right? I mean, this is. What this got what got you there? Like, yeah. what was wow. the, the? Do you remember that moment? Well, let me and let me read these things: HGTV, the what? Montesino Journal, the New the York rest. Post, the LA Times, and the LA Magazine, and the Houston Chronicle. I mean, and then New York Times and the New York Times. I mean, these are yeah. these are uh, these are well known, yeah, magazines. Well, and very. Uh, well, what's bizarre is that every time, like, someone would call me and say, like, when I was in the New York Times, I didn't, I, this guy interviewed me, and he called me, and he said he, he was a journalist from the New York Times. I thought it was a friend paying a joke on me. So I kind of, mm. like, answered his questions and stuff, but I'm kind of, because I have a lot of friends that, like, my qualifications for friends is not how much someone makes. It's that they're interesting, curious, funny. You know, right. so I have a bizarre collection of friends. Yeah. And so when I got that call from the New York Times and, you know, I'd been in the media and stuff for 15 years before that, I kind of thought it was a joke. And then the, they don't tell you you're coming out tomorrow in the New York Times. So my friend that reads the New York Times every morning at six o'clock, she called me up. She goes, why didn't you tell me you're going to be in the New York Times? I go, what? And she goes, you're in the New York Times today. And I'm like, oh, I go, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. So my paper wasn't delivered to my doorstep and and my apartment until like, you know, closer to eight. And when the paper got there, I opened it up. And sure enough, I'm like the lead article. I'm like, what? And then I turned it into another business. It was about me speculating in wine at Sotheby's. And collecting rare wine, and I had bought all this wine that basically I'd spent like maybe five, six thousand. The wine, the street value of the wine, uh, and I bought very rare 
Opryon and Bordeaux and things, the the wine was worth like thirty five thousand. So I flipped wow. it to a collector, and I made like quick thirty grand. And I was like so happy. And I'm telling my son on the phone. He was in college at NYU at the time. He's like, "You're so weird." He goes like you're in the he goes you're in the New York Times. He goes let's just forget all the other papers and stuff you've been in. He goes you should be like excited about that. I go I'm excited, but I'm a glad I'm happy that I made a quick thirty grand on that right, deal. Right. Yeah, and he's like cool. so he goes but you know are you gonna like start flipping wine for a business? I go no, it can be a side business. Right. And yeah. so I would always like do something, and when I got an acknowledgement for it, it just makes you feel good again. Of you know, you're never numb. Right. And then, because you feel that whatever you're doing, that some, when anybody acknowledges you for anything, whether you do something kind for someone mm-hmm. and they call you out of the blue and say thank you or right. it helped me or whatever, yep. it just makes you feel good. Of course. But that is the, the business mindset, yeah. right? That yeah. is the entrepreneur mindset because everybody starts doing one thing and then when you look around, it's turning in something else like you, you start with the pool business or the garden first. Which one was mm-hmm. first? You start in one, then you went to the other one, and you yeah. ended up, you know, with the the flipping and construction and all the other stuff. This is just the entrepreneur yeah. mindset. Right. And when oh, you yeah. start talking with people like that, oh, it's just cool because you can turn this and that, and they just look at you. Wait, wait a minute. Weren't you doing something else yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm gonna why add this just stop right yeah. now, right? What, what I think is so cool about it, and I always kind of go back to this, is that the opportunities that are out there. That if you just kind of, you know, pull the the uh, uh, layer of onion back, you're gonna find something, a right. way to make money. Right. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's you know that's what the entrepreneur mindset is is all about, right? Yeah. It's just finding yeah. another opportunity that you can. I, lack of a better word, capitalize on, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. And 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 to hear somebody say, oh, there's there's nothing out there for me. You're just not looking, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, enough, yeah. Or, or you don't yeah. have any fire in your belly. You don't have any passion about anything. If you're, if, if you're a passionate person and a creative person and you're like, well, I like to do this, but just because you like to do this doesn't, you're not an accountant sitting there at some boring firm for 35 years waiting for your pension. You're a creative human being. And that right. to me is an entrepreneurial person. Yeah. Yes. And you're, you're not a cookie cutter. You're not a person that's a pencil pusher in some dark, horrible office hating your job every day for 30 years you have to be a risk taker right because being an entrepreneur people think having your own business is so easy no it's hard because you don't even count the hours like you said because that's your passion you're doing what you love right and that you all the when it starts coming together and your different skill set is all interrelated Mm -hmm. because that's your natural skill set it becomes in a way it's like it you know it's like this cumulative thing that's building but it's organic because it wasn't planned and yep. you're just using your brain thinking like i've had this thing in the back of my brain for 10 15 years about starting launching this new business and i i keep thinking about it but then i get sidetracked i'll buy a house i'll do this blah blah blah, blah. and i it's i'm gonna launch it in january i'm just gonna do it you know right on. and right it's like you can just because you have an idea and you, or, or you're great at a business doesn't mean it's going to succeed. I mean, I've had many failures, and you get up, 
dust yourself off and keep going. Do it again. Do that's it just all like over that's again. why I never, ever, never ever give ever up. Give up. Yep. Exactly. You know. That's where it applies. Yeah. yeah. It's the entrepreneur. Yeah. You fell and you fell and you fell. And the only thing you can be sure about it, so you're probably going to fail tomorrow again. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not hard to get up when you right. know that there is a way to do it and there is it's everything's possible. It's not that hard to get up again and start it over because you know the possibilities are out there. When you start having this vision and open up your mind, looking for everything that's coming your way, you can transform things. Yeah. Right? You can exactly. transform you can transform opportunities in profits. And that is when I think the entrepreneur mind just blow my mind it's yeah. just like okay if they can do it i can do it you know? yeah. <laughs> right and, and, why not and you hit on a key right you you know as entrepreneurs our goal is to make a profit right right we don't focus on just getting paid right a, right. a wage it's about the profits and i think that's where a lot of people tend to get lost in um You know, they're nine to five because, oh, I got to get paid. I got to, you know, I got to get, yeah, I got to see that money every week. Right. Well, no, it's, there's sometimes weeks or months that you see nothing or you're investing your savings or your, your earnings or your profit from your last business. And then, you know, you, you get on the brink a lot of times thinking, I'm just going to give this up or this is not working, but there's something inside you, that little bitty, you know, fire that's like, no, I'm not giving up. Right. I'm yeah. not. Oh yeah, and I, I think we've all kind of been through some of those those challenges. I mean, there's times where even even now, sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh my god, you know, because it's the process. And we, I think that's something that you know, my mentor here would would uh, say that when I first started in the business, you gotta, you know, you you gotta go through the process. Yeah. And us as human beings, we want that 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 immediate gratification. Exactly. Right? And we don't want to go through that process and we're like, oh, this isn't working. And, you know, you're only two months in. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because we're programmed. Yes. Yeah. For the instant gratification. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's a whole nother conversation yeah. as far as yeah. how things are designed. Right. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it, it, it's 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 part of the fear factor as to why people don't want to become entrepreneurs. Right. You know? It's a completely different mindset, though, because yes. those same people And I've worked for some some of them that are like CEOs, corporate level, lawyers, whatever. They actually hate their jobs, and they're miserable human beings. And like a lot of times, people have asked me about design clients because designing someone's home is very personal. You're mm -hmm. dealing with their money, their house, their crazy marriage, a lot of things that you just really don't want to deal with, right? And they'll say like, so and so must be so happy, or their their wife probably gets to spend fifty grand a month or whatever. And I'm like. And in the beginning, I would say a few things. Now I zip it mm -hmm. because first of all, <laughs> you know, NDA like and um, yeah. and also. But the thing is, if you're not happy inside or you're not doing what you really love, you're just not going to be a fulfilled person. No. You can walk away from your big corporate job 20 or 30 years later and feel like you never fulfilled your dreams Because you really didn't. Right. You know. You're, you're making me look in the mirror because that's that's actually what happened to me. I was uh, uh, in IT for 20 plus years um, and COVID hit and just changed everything for me. And I found my passion in real estate. And funny enough, I, I tell the story all the time. I get all excited over it, you know. But in, in, in manufactured mobile. This podcast is sponsored by Become an Investor. Here at Become an Investor, we believe in you and your unique potential. We're a community of like-minded individuals all working a path 
towards financial independence. We're about empowering you to take control of your financial future. Well, how? Well, most of us got started with foreclosure leads, and you now can too. Follow the link in the show notes below, and for a limited time, you can get our foreclosure ebook. With that, we'll also send you up to 10 free leads in your local area. So get those leads. Get this book so you too can get started on your path to living life by design. Now back to the podcast, Holmes, believe it or not. And every time I tell people that, that was kind of looking at me like, well, trailer parks? Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a fun business and it it, it, it makes it makes me money, yeah. you know? And, and you like it. Yeah, and that's it. the most yeah. important thing. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool. That's that's one of the things that I really enjoy about it. But talking about, you know, being unfulfilled, it's so different from, you know, uh, working that nine to five and going to bed at night and thinking about all the stuff that I have to do for somebody else versus yeah. what I'm going to do for me and how am I going to provide, you know, how am I going to put food on the table? It's it, being that hunter gatherer, right? You know what I yeah. mean? It, it's it's such a different mindset and it's such a different way of, of living, Yeah, you know? Because you you're you're eating what you hunt, yeah, which is cool, and it's right? a great feeling. Oh yeah, you know, and um, I I mean I I'm a very untraditional quote woman in a lot of ways, but and even when I get down or something, you know, I put in a lot more time or money, and I, I've had many failures, but then I think, well, I wouldn't have it any other way, and I can't be any. I'm too far into the game in my life to do it any other way. And like in this past year, my mom recently passed away and my best friend died. And it's like they died within five weeks of each other. And he was like the most inspiring. Like a lot of people don't believe that you can have a best friend from the opposite sex. But we were like kismet. And I think some of the best things in life happened serendipitously. And when I first moved to New York 23, 24 years ago from L.A., I was walking down the street do 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 staring at the building, staring at everything. I'm always distracted, you know. When I, I'm like, I was born with ADHD. And I dress really colorfully, and he was standing in front of his restaurant. And he was no, his name was Nello Ballon. He was the restaurant king of New York. Wow. And when he died, like all the papers in the country, but especially New York, and we were all shocked because he had such pride and dignity that he had his first brain tumor when he was 62, and then it was, go- they operated, took it away, blah, blah, blah. He was in Aspen at his other restaurant. It came back. And that time it was like devastational. And within a couple months, he was living in the hospital like a vegetable. And all wow. his friends kept saying, Nello, call Shevin. Shevin, everybody knew I was his best friend. I was his best friend over 20 years. And they, he said, no, never, because he had too much pride and dignity to let me see him or whatever but I mean I was pretty depressed for the first few months it's been almost five months now but I always think he was such a strong person you know like Daniela he came here he was from another country he didn't speak the language he was a dishwasher in New York 45 years ago but he spoke Romanian and Italian and French and uh, you know a lot of people that don't grow up in America they're very, you know, evolved as human beings, and they speak multiple languages. But when they land here, English is not their first language, or a lot of them don't even speak. But he, he just persevered, and he was such a passionate, powerful person that he became like a legend in New York, which is saying a lot. 
And more importantly, he was a great human being. He had like a heart of gold. So he sold, you know, plates of pasta to people like Beyonce and ex-presidents and everything. But if he loved you like a brother or a friend, he was like Robin Hood. He'd sell to the super, super rich of the world. And then if he loved you, he wouldn't charge you or he'd charge you $10 for the same plate of pasta that he's charging everyone else 250 or $500 wow. for. <laughs> that is so cool. Right? <laughs> Having the ability to do that and the heart to do it. Yeah. Right? Having the financial ability to do it and then the uh, interpersonal characteristics to do them. Yeah. And, and, and then be fed off of that. Yeah. You know, I, I I bet you furthermore that those 10 bucks for that same pl- for that same plate were much more gratifying than and, the 250 and appreciated. And at yeah. his funeral, I, I swear to God, there were probably like over 500 people. And it was people that he started in the restaurant business with 40 years ago that were waiters and dishwashers like him, but that loved him so much because mm. basically going to someone's funeral is a sign of respect. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. and then like this billionaire, John Paulson gets up and gives this, you know, one of the people they gave a eulogy and, and actually I thought he was quite boring and dry, you know, <laughs> and I, and I don't even like, I, I don't worship or care to know people like that. Cause it's just not my, you know, mm-hmm. mentality. And I kept thinking, God, this guy is like so boring, blah, 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 blah. And then nobody because Nello lived life large like he would make millions of dollars but he'd spend it or he'd put himself into another restaurant like an Aspen or he sold his name actually seven eight years ago to this you know this crazy guy Thomas Markle and the guy cheated him in the deal and it was horrible Mm. but Nello had such dignity and everything he went on with his life he moved back to Europe he did his thing and but I I think in life this, the key is to do handle whatever comes your way good or bad with some dignity and self respect and your real friends love you you know and yeah. and real love is eternal yeah. Oh, yeah you you keep bringing up that word dignity I I was raised heavily around that I I I believe that is the most sacred thing we have to protect our dignity. Um, and and then nowadays, I, f- I feel that's kind of watered down. Yeah, it is. It's sad. You agree? It's totally sad. It I, is. You know? It's like, it, I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm old school. Yeah. You know, I got raised around uh, 50, 60, 70-year-old men. Um, I would work with them every day, uh, every single day of my life, right, ever since I was 14. And I just learn their mannerisms and their storytelling ways and and what they stood for and what you could say around them and and not say around them like i remember i couldn't say the word dumb around these people <laughs> oh god because yeah. it was like whoa dude kid yeah. you know i'm a washer. don't label people that you, way you know, yeah I'm, I'm a washer your your mouth with soap yeah you know because to them it was like disrespectful yeah yeah, yeah. and now it's like it's just the new, the new norm, yeah. the new standard. And and I think it's sad. It's very it sad. sad. And, you know, the Internet has done so much for the world, but it's taken away a lot. Mm. And it's taken away human interaction. It's yeah. taken away kids having the ability to have basic manners. Right. You know, it, it's like my son, 
is in his early 30s, and I would never allow him to sit there. At a, I mean, by the time he was like 10, he's like, hey, can I have an iPhone? I'm like, no. He goes, why? <laughs> All my friends have one. I go, I don't care. I'm not getting you an iPhone. You don't need an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got him an, a phone when he was like 12, but a flip phone if he had an emergency. But these kids just expect everything. And parents let them sit there at the dinner table and things, and it, it's just changed the whole world. Or you'll see parents with young children at the park or whatever, and they're sitting there with the phone instead of interacting with their own child. Right. Yeah. You know. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you said something very strong, and, and in simple words, their very own inner child. You get it? Like, they grab the phone, and they forget their inner child, dude. That is so fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's so real. And it's so sad. But I mean, I mean, it, it's gotten so bad nowadays where, I mean, it's it's the phones and the tablets raising the kids nowadays. Yeah. You know? The parents yeah. are just not the even interested in, yeah, in paying yeah. attention to the kids, you know? That was one, I mean, yeah, that's that wasn't anything that we were ever going to have happen. Yeah. <laughs> Not with yeah. my kids. Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's leave the menaces aside. Let's, let's leave the children <laughs> right aside. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh in in the uh were you going to say something? No. No. Oh, uh in so I see that you specialize in interior design. Um this is something that goes hand in hand with flipping houses, right? Which yeah. is what we do. You know, this is what we do here. This yeah. is our industry. Uh we either flip houses or wholesale property or whatever it is. Yeah. Um so when you're an interior designer and you have a property that is meant to be flipped, mm-hmm. it, there, there obviously is a lower standard for the quality of the interior designing or is it lightly, light, li- is it taken a little bit light, lighter or? You don't go to the same degree of detail. Got it. Like, and also it all depends on the budget, but if you want to make a profit, it, depending on the the value of the property and what you can sell the property for, uh-huh. let's say that you buy a, a condo in California for two fifty three hundred, which is like a steal. Right. But the market, those condos, if they were remodeled or whatever, let's say are half a million. Well, then you'd only you only want to spend fifty thousand, depending on how much you want to profit. Uh-huh. And the the whole secret is. Getting it on the market fast because the market can change. It changes quick. Don't screw around with everything fancy and this and this is custom and this is this. That is just a time waster. If you're not into it to flipping and making money, take all the time you want. Spend all the money you want. Stay there. But if you're flipping, time is of the essence. Right. And the budget. The budget, the budget, the budget. That's, That's the key, the budget. And numbers. whoever you hire, whether it's a contractor, an interior designer, you straight talk. This is what I want to spend. You're not going over this budget because if you go over this budget, I'm going to have a real problem with you and I'm not going to hire you again or I'm going to fire you. So is the interior designer like like a GC? Well, the problem if you're a GC, like some of the projects I worked on in Santa Barbara in the beginning, because Santa Barbara can, like any smaller place, can be clicky. And I, I worked on this big estate in Santa Barbara in the beginning called Shangri-La. And it was one of the most famous properties because it was built 30 years ago by this real eccentric person. 
And it, if you walk down the beach, it looked like a, the modern art museum. Mm. You know, it, it was like so outrageous. But the person that owned it was very eccentric and had let it fall into disrepair for five, seven years, ten mm. years. And so I met them accidentally, serendipitously, because I was walking down the beach and my grandmother had just passed, and I was upset, and I was looking at the sky, and I was saying, Nana, give me a sign if you're up there. And I swear to God, the clouds parted, and it looked like an angel in the sky. Mm. This person was out on, and he was a very famous doctor, but he was famous, too, because he was so rich. He'd bought a lot of real estate in Central Valley, California, and in Santa Barbara over the years. He was out there mourning the death of his wife, sitting on a bench in front of his property, and these houses uh, were in, in such a rarefied area that they were built up on cliffs, and you could not access the house by walking up the beach. The walls were built in with secret doors or elevators to get up to these houses. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so I look as I'm looking at the sky thinking my grandmother's given me a sign because the clouds part and look like an angel. I look at the beach, and I see it's, I think, because I know my you know, sculptures and things. I think it's a bronze sculpture, J. Stewart Johnson, of an old man sitting on the bench. Well, it was a real live old man, and he jumps up, <laughs> and he starts waving like this. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. It was like 7 in the morning. I am losing my mind. I've completely <laughs> lost my mind, right? And, I, and he starts walking towards me, and I'm, like, standing there. And swear to God, from that meeting... And this guy was a recluse, and a lot of super wealthy people like that are super paranoid. Mm -hmm. Well, we start talking on a winery. I mean, you name it. This person, it, it's a very famous family in California. He ends up hiring me to remodel, do the house, which took over a year because I did the grounds, too. I do landscape design, but mainly interiors. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one guy that lived up the beach was the most famous architect in Santa Barbara. So in the beginning, the architects and the contractors, when you – Back to your GC question, mm -hmm. they got upset because they were like, "She's acting as GC and hiring the subs." Well, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course yeah. I hired the subs because the house is already built. I don't need a general contractor to hire subs. Yeah, I know quality. Yeah, I have my people that work with me. You know. Yeah. So all that being said, they went from in the beginning being skeptical, or some of the men that are GCs being angry with me, to two years later calling me and inviting me to sit on the board, and I was the first woman ever in 2010 to be on the board of the Santa Barbara Contractors Association. They'd oh, wow. been in business for 70 years. When I got wow. that call, I just about fell over. Because as a woman, you know, we have brains too, and we're just as smart yes, and tough in do. business. Yeah. And, and it was like such, uh, you know, a, a sign of respect and you know accomplishment from the for your peers right that were 99 percent men yes you know so th that was like you know an accolade that to me that is probably like my biggest accolade personally of course yeah, yeah. like a, a an industry mainly dominated by men. men yeah and then you you get invited to sit on the board yeah it's like yes absolutely yeah you know Congratulations cool. yeah, for that. Congrats. Thanks. That's sure. a great story. Thanks. And out of like 350 members, there were five interior designers, and all of them were rich housewives. 
no, I'm not a rich housewife. I've been divorced 23 years. I make my own money. I take care of myself. I don't depend on some man. That's mm. a completely different mentality because if you're depending on your husband, you can do all the decorating you want. You can do yeah. your friends and your neighbors, but you're not living off your money. You're not keeping your business up and running. It's completely different. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, that powerful. That's, yeah, that is powerful. <laughs> Women. That is powerful. <laughs> Women. <There you> yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're talking about a rental, a buy and hold that you're just gonna fix up and rent, is that like do do you go a little lower on on your fixes, on your repairs, on your oh, fixtures? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you do quality because right. obviously the first is the electrical and the plumbing. But like, let's say you want new kitchen cabinets, you don't go order kitchen cabinets that are custom, which can take you know, 10 weeks to three months, you go into a place that knocks them out, they look good, they're quality, but you've got them within a few weeks. Right. And you you do, you do always do the paint and the floors. Mm-hmm. Those are the main things. That's because key. get it on the market. Time is of the essence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it doesn't matter if it's a condo in Riverside, Beverly Hills, or Palm Springs. It's the same. It's the same thing. Same, you know. Move, move the product. Move it. Yeah. And, That's it. Yeah, and, yeah. And everybody you hire to work on that project, you tell them, we got a timeline right. and we got a budget. Yeah. And if you go over that budget and then you say, you know, I've got other projects and other things coming up. But if you screw up on this one, this is your last time you work with right. me. Yeah. Keep keep that edge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So any projects going on right now or looking for any other projects in real estate? Or are you, I'm, um, I'm looking around Southern California, but I'm not in any big rush. No. And, you know. Nothing sexy about real estate, right? Oh, I think the real estate's very sexy. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I do, too. You I know? do, too. Yeah. So, I, I, I like the checks, most of all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, think, yeah I, I think it's real sexy when you walk away from a flip and you made $100 million to half a million. I mean, 100000 right. to half a million. That's the, real, so the, you know. The benefits are sexy. The, yeah. the processes are The processes are now. Yeah. No. They're, they're, they're yeah. just not. Yeah. No. But, it, no, from, it's also, but it's also good to, like... I've taught myself how to plaster. I mean, obviously, I didn't start out doing plastering. I am a very good painter. So if somebody flakes on a job site, whether I'm doing an interior design project or my own flip, I will get in there and I will work 70, 80 hours a week and I'll get it done. Really? I'll do the painting. I'll do the plastering. You know what I mean? I will get it done. Wow. Wow. I'm with you, girl. Hands on. Mm-hmm. I am with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do my walk. Walk the walk. I yeah. break the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't put together. Yeah. Right, yeah. right on. Yeah. Wow. That's the powerful girls. Yeah, for right. real. State is not just for the guys. And it's amazing <laughs> that you're on the board over there without the contractor. Be careful with your Medina. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about your 30 yeah. years? <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, been, I've been in the construction industry for 30 years now. I'm a general contractor. I ended up in my industry by mistake. Um, discovered a niche out of a mistake in my industry. And then just stuck on, stuck on to it. And it goes hand in hand with flipping homes. Yeah. Real estate investing, you know, so it's like a no brainer, you know. Mm-hmm. And but then again, I also go sometimes in my alone time, I go, you know, may, maybe it was just I was just fate was just cra- crafting me to this now. Yeah. You know, it, 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 if, if you let life do its thing, 
and don't push it and don't harass it and don't bully it, it'll yeah. it'll put you in in a good spot yeah. later on in life, right? I totally believe that. Yeah, so I th- I think that, you know, all the years of experience in in real in um in construction and all the resources, all the connections have been a huge huge uh um benefit benefit yeah. in in the course of being in the investing world now. Yeah. You know. And you probably have the respect to your peers and the relationships. Absolutely. Relationships yeah. don't happen overnight. No way. You know? Yeah, no way. No way. They they it 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 takes a long time to build a good, honest, reliable relationship and it takes a fraction of a breath to lose it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, talking about dignity, you know, yeah. protecting protecting who you are and protecting who you want to be to others. Yeah. You know? That's that's uh important and goes a long way. Not only in construction and real estate investing, but anything that you do in life. Yeah. Life in general. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Keep your word, show up, do yep. what you gotta 100%. do. Yeah. yeah. Show up. Yeah. If you don't have experience, at least show up, you know, and come with your best attitude. This yeah. is this is what you do. I didn't have the experience or Steve, so I need to show up with my best attitude all the time and yeah. listen to the boss once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Right on. Well, I mean, it's it's been a great conversation. I can't get over how much you've achieved in your career. Congratulations. And then you didn't even include... Uh, uh, that you got invited into the board of of the contractors association out in Santa Barbara. You said yes, SBCA Santa Barbara. Yeah, you didn't even you didn't even include yeah. that in here. So that's and that's my like <laughs> <laughs> internally. That's what I value most. You know, she didn't want to scare you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean it. It's been good. I congratulate you for all your achievements. I mean, it, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, I'm. Super, super impressed by everything that uh, you've shared with us, everything that your biography says. Um, anything that you might want to add in closing to maybe young uh, upcoming entrepreneurs, maybe specifically young interior designers that want to get into the field? Any tips, any tricks? Is it easy? Is it a walk in the park? Is it... No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say that I find... You know, through the years, hopefully we all gain a little wisdom that the happiest people I know are the people that followed their passion. And Absolutely. if you, you know, usually by as a child, you see, say you had several children, you see their individual skills and yeah. what they're great at and encourage anyone like younger men or women that because it's not an easy life being an entrepreneur or having mm. your own business. There's a lot of failure, but it, you're a happier human being when you do have those little successes and one thing builds upon another. Right. A hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. One, one thing I just wanted to say, though, I think is so cool, and particularly for our, our listeners out there. You know, I know we have um, a good portion of women that listen to our podcast. So one of the things I wanted to say was like, you know, kind of follow your lead. Right. I mean, getting into the Santa Barbara's Santa Barbara Contractors Association and being a board member and then also being that real estate investor. Um, these are more, uh, and I hate to sound chauvinistic, right? But these are more menly industries as, as, as Wicho mentioned that, you know, mm-hmm. and you mentioned 99% of the people in that 
contractors association you said were men yeah and the majority of people who are real estate investors and flip houses are men mm -hmm. right right yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They were. <laughs> well, with you two around, right? But I think that's so cool because <clears throat> you're kind of paving that that path for other women to follow, right? And show that, hey, you know what? Don't be afraid to jump into these industries that are male-dominated, right? right? Get in there and do your thing and make it happen. Yeah. You know, so our, our listeners out there, follow that lead. You know, I mean, these are... Two women that have that are, are setting a great example and kind of paving that way for you guys to jump into these male dominated industries. Right. right. So yep. our listeners jump in. Go jump in. Go yeah. girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Danny, any closing statements? No, I'm just pleased that Chavin is here with us tonight. I had the pleased to meet her the other day and you have been great friends since then. I mean, I'm so uh so amazed with all her, her, her artist side, you know, mm. even with the, the being on the board, being, you know, flipping houses and uh, holding and moving and being a single mom like I did, you know, or stories, it's pretty funny and similar in certain mm -hmm. way. And I just can see success on this lady and nothing more than I can wish for our listeners or, or me, just it's a great example of, you know, success in life. So thank you for being here. I yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you yeah. for having so, me. Yeah, yeah. So if okay. anybody wants to have their uh, in their interior redesigned, where, where can people find you? Uh, they could shoot me an email, shevindesign at gmail. Gmail.com? Yeah. C-H-E-V-Y-N-D-E-S-I-N at gmail.com. D-E-S-I-G-N. D-E-S-I-G-N. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, and yeah. they can find you on uh, Facebook, right? Shevin yeah. McClintock. Yes. And at Shevin McClintock. So those of you that uh, want to learn or, or want to, uh, you know, find out a little bit more about uh, her interior design skills, go and uh, look Shevin up. That's uh, keep her busy. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And yeah, so let's close it up. Um, and I'm just going to close up with the quote. I mean, that quote, anybody listening to us, all of you listening to us, when you mostly think that this business might not pan out to what you expected, just never, ever give up. Never, never ever, ever give up. up. That's right. 100%. And if you want to find out more about what we do, here at Become an Investor, look us up on Facebook as well. Or you can hit us up, uh, shoot us an email, info at becomingeninvestor.com. Like right us on, on their podcast and give us that five stars. We That's deserve right. it. That's right. <laughs> right. Like and follow. Like and follow, like guys. And follow. Right. See you. Bye. Bye.